Hello and welcome to another episode of the We Call It Soccer Show. I'm Walker Manning, joined by my guy, Michael Fahey, faster than Willis McGahee. He's not lazy. Wake He's going to have up, a baby. We don't awesome. know. Wake up, wake up. Coming up yeah. next. <laughs> First of all, we're going to get into how we did in betting last weekend. It was a great weekend of games. And the first game, Leeds United, three Aston Villa, zero. Um, I picked Leeds, you picked Villa. And what do you know? Marcelo Bielsa had the boys running around, 60% possession. They shot the ball almost 30 times, nine on target. But they both created the same amount of big chances. Villa just missed all of theirs. What are your takeaways from this game? Uh, Yeah, dominated by Leeds. Um, Two very surprising sides, people would say, in the Premier League this year. So you thought it was going to be a good matchup. but And it was, but just Leeds outclassed them. You know, they played their brand, and they really just controlled this game end-to-end. And Patrick Bamford, I mean, hat-trick hero. His, I think it was his second goal I really liked when he was uh, caught in between, like, the three or four defenders, just stopped and then took it on his left foot and curled it far post. That, uh, th- yeah, that was... Uh, Probably my favorite goal I've seen in a couple weeks. But, yeah, they just dominated. Great game all around from the Leeds. Ben. Uh, Villa just ran up against a buzzsaw. Jack Grealish did not play well. Um, and he, he kind of go as he goes. So if he can get back to the form we've been seeing, I think Villa, this will just be a little blip for them uh, so far. But great job by Leeds. Yeah. Great job by Leeds. Patrick Bamford, hat trick hero. Um, They're they're looking good. They're looking good. Uh, Aston Villa, first loss of the season. Surprising, but, you know, two good teams and one just played better on the night. Yeah. Next game on the weekend was West Ham United, one Manchester City, one. Um, you said last week you would not be surprised if there was a draw in this game. And uh, lo and behold, there's a draw in this game. Yeah. Um, Southampton, I mean, not Southampton. <laughs> West Ham scored the first goal of the game. Um, Michael Antonio got him behind, scored a nice one. And then after halftime, Phil Foden came on six minutes in and he just rifles one past the West Ham keeper. Um, I feel like we played better than them on the day, but at the end of the day, we just didn't put away our chances. Disappointing to get a draw there, but at the same time, David Moyes' men are looking dangerous. They just got a string of matches now. City, Tottenham, Leicester, and Wolves. And you know what they said? They said, fuck all y'all. And they got at least draws in all of them. They got Liverpool next, and uh, let's see if they can keep it going. They're looking, yeah. they're looking good. What did you think? Yeah, uh, I agree. I definitely think City played better than uh, West Ham as a team. Uh, just wasn't their day. I mean, you got unlucky sometimes. I mean, they did shoot uh, 50%, 14-7 on target. So, um they have their chances, but uh, you got to 
give it to West Ham here, being able to hold off such a powerful team in City. And uh, just especially Declan Rice, he's had a, quite the season for the Hammers. And uh, I think personally he was the best player on the field in this game. Was quiet, but did his job, did what he needed to do and helped West Ham win. And uh, another performer on the city side of things that did well outside of Foden was uh, Cancelo. Really liked what he was doing that game. Mm. Uh, I don't know for the life of me why the last season Pep didn't feature him nearly as much, but uh, I think he, he's one of City's better players, and he, he showed that in this one. Yeah, uh, Declan Rice, really, really good. He was all over the place on the field. Uh, like you said, Joao was making moves all over the pitch. I really like how you know he plays high up. It requires, you know, whoever's at right back to really sit back. And I feel like Kyle Walker plays well there because he doesn't have the license to really go be an asshole. And, you know, it's like how he plays in the back three for England. Maybe that's what we do going forward, back three, CDM behind, and Joao plays wherever he wants because he is a creator. We just need to get somebody to finish these passes that he's putting in. Oh, gosh. We miss David Silva a lot. You know, yeah, he goes to fucking Real Sociedad, now the top of La Liga. (laughs) Fucking legend, that guy. Next game on the weekend, we got this one right. Fulham won, Crystal Palace too. Um, Palace was able to open up the scoring early. Goal, first goal of his Premier League career. Uh, Jero Ridewald. He has really cool hair. He has like an afro. (laughs) Looks like carrot top, kind of. It's not red, but, you know, shape-wise, I like it. Then Wolf Sahab made it 2-0 in the 63rd. And, um, you know, it was, you know, Tom Kearney got a consolation goal in 95th. Who really cares? It was a nice goal, but, like, too little too late. Um, what was really crazy about this game, Crystal Palace absolutely parked the bus on probably one of the worst teams in the Premier League. And uh, it was just a sight to see. It was just a, I did not think that this would happen. The levels of shithousery going down in London, Selhurst Park. It's a, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, it's getting results, so fuck it. Yeah, I mean, uh, they they really just said to Fulham, we're going to score, and then you're going to try and have to score. And they could, they for the life of them, they could. I mean, they had 65% of the ball and could only muster three shots on target. I mean, Fulham's bad, but also just, I don't know if you want to call it a master class. I'm going to call it a master class. Um, but, wow, Roy Hodgson, you stuck to your guns and ended up winning that one. So uh, good on you. It's just Palace have a way they play, and uh, they're just going to try and nick one early and see if people can get one back. And uh, it works for them, I guess. So um, good for them. Good for them. But it's very boring. Very ugly. It is very boring. Very ugly. Probably the least watchable team in the Premier League, besides maybe Fulham, because they're just really bad, actually. Yeah. They got, they like, like, you know, Mitrovic is a name, but uh, I think they need another striker in January. Like, really bad. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's not like they're not creating chances. They are. They just... They're not being nearly clinical enough to where they want to 
have a even chance to stay up, you know? Yeah. Tim Weah on loan. Get him in there in January. Ooh. Full America. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, that'd be so nice. Stop. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Nice game on the weekend. Um, What did you – do you pick United for this game? Yeah, I think I picked them to win, like, like four one or something four outrageous one or something on the yeah. back of PSG. <laughs> yeah, I picked over two and a half, but and and I was like, I don't want to bet on this game. And you know, it was zero zero. Um, possession split fifty fifty. United took more shots, had more on target as well. Um, I think United controlled the game a bit more than Chelsea. And that, you know, they try to play their style more where Chelsea, like, was kind of cagey. They were both cagey, but I, I think it was a good game for both teams in that they've been leaking goals, both of them, and it, it was good to see a clean sheet. So I think that both managers were happy with that. But at the same time, I feel like the game was there to be won for somebody. But I don't know. But both teams were kind of scared, but at least they got the clean sheets, you know? Yeah, I think uh, I think Frank definitely has to be more uh, excited about this result than Ollie because, like he said, it was there and uh, De Gea only had to make one save. So, and then uh, Mendy on the other hand saves Chelsea in the last couple minutes of the game, Ooh, yeah. making a couple yeah. great saves that Kepa. It would have been three nothing United if Kepa was in net. So they got to tip his hat to Mendy there, but uh, you know, and just. Yeah, very scared teams came out this game. The United lineup starting Juan Mata and Dan James on the wing. And then uh, the front three of Chelsea, or the front two, I should say, because I will never slander sick. But Timo Werner and Kai Havertz just were no-shows. No-shows that game. Like, they have been for most part of the year. But, uh, yeah, like you said, solid to get one point each. Or, yeah, one point each in a clean sheet. But... Uh, these teams need to improve on it, and I think they did, as we'll talk about later for the Champions League. Did you see um, when Christian Pulisic just looked at Harry Maguire, that fridge-looking mug, and dribbled right by him? He was like, who's this? <laughs> who's this? Didn't result in anything, but it was it was funny. He just looked him, mm-mm, can't guard me. Yeah, yeah. We can the baby past boy. Maguire. Uh, probably, probably. He's really bad at soccer. Um Except he he wins headers, and he got away with a penalty in the Chelsea game. I will even admit, since it's over, that should have been a penalty. Dave would have saved it, but yeah, that looked like a bit of a penalty. Um, I believe Khabib did a similar move in the fight this weekend. Um, Took a page out of Maguire's book. Yeah, yeah, Uh, you love to see athletes sharing their knowledge. You know, trying to empower better each other. It's good to see. Bad to see. A Chelsea fan though, but yeah. fuck at you, least dude. it wasn't on a uh, Luke Shaw this time, like in the uh, first yeah. game. So that's good. He's learning what yeah. team to do it to. Yeah, yeah, it's a team effort, you know. Um, next game on the weekend: Liverpool two, Sheffield United one. This game was decided before it started. I feel like, but Sheffield United made it interesting. They got a penalty within the first 15 minutes, put it away. Then Bobby Firmino and his beautiful smile 
made it 1-1 in the 40, 41st minute. And then um, Diogo Jota put the game away in the 64th. And uh, this game was pretty much all Liverpool. They controlled the ball 62%, had more shots, more shots on cage, created five big chances. However, they missed three. Um, Sheffield created two, missed one. Um, you know, I feel like Sheffield shouldn't feel embarrassed after this game. You know, they gave it their all, you know, but it's Liverpool. You're not going to beat them. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I really hate this Liverpool team so much. Uh, just, <laughs> uh, that's, I had to start with that. Uh, I just, they did outplay Sheffield, which congratulations, toughest thing to do in the Premier League is outplay Sheffield United. But, um, you know, they looked like a completely different team without Virgil. And you think that's got to hurt them going forward, especially losing Fabinho. Now they're playing two, uh, two back or one backup, pure backup center back alongside Joe Gomez. So, uh, you hate to see someone get hurt, but you love to see Liverpool in trouble. So that my main takeaway from this is they're in trouble and I love it. But, uh, yeah. Good job from Sheffield, you know, fighting hard um, to keep it a close game. But uh, Liverpool's has to do better. And uh, I don't think they can unless they get Virgil and Fabinho back. But we'll see. You think they buy a center back in January? Depends. If we see fans in the stands in January or before January, yes. If not, I don't think they do. Hmm. All right. Next game on the weekend, Southampton 2, Everton 0. We got this one wrong. We had faith in Ancelotti's men, but it's uh it's hard to have faith when there's no Richarlison. There's a slightly slightly hobbled James Rodriguez and Luca Dina gets a red card. Can't do much about that, but this game was over early. James Ward-Prowse scored in the 27th, and Che Adams made it 2-0 in the 35th. And um, it, it, this game was pretty much all Southampton. They controlled the ball, took more shots, had more on cage. Um, neither team really created many big chances, but uh, Southampton was able to put away the ones that they had. So they got with the, they got the win. And... Uh, I know some people say Luke Mugadine getting the red card is an issue for Everton, but they have a really good backup left back. Uh, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he's young. He's athletic. Look out for him this weekend. He's going to get the start, and I'm excited to see him. Oh, uh, is that uh, Niles and Kunku? Is that it? Yes, that is him. That is him. Nice left foot. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree with that. Look out for him. He's a name to watch. Uh, but good job, Southampton. They came up against a much better side, even though they were depleted and outplayed them. Uh, good to see Danny Ings. He didn't get a goal, had to assist, always involved in the attack when uh, Southampton's doing well. And good to see Che Adams get on the score sheet this one. But for Everton, their best player by a pretty wide margin in this game was James Rodriguez on one leg. And that's, that's not a good sign for them going forward. I think every team in the premier league is going to look at that and be like, wow, 
So if we just stop this guy, Everton's Everton again. And so maybe they got to get a creator in there. Um, they did play Gilfie Sigurdsson and James this game. Gilfie Sigurdsson could not do anything. Um, you you got to wonder if they have enough creative options, especially with James's injury history, for Charleston and his mental capabilities, his <laughs> recklessness. Um, if Dominic Calvert Lewin goes down, there's they're a good team. They're very top heavy this team, and uh, it makes you wonder what uh what's going to happen if they get any more injuries or red cards. So um, it'll be, it'll be good to see what Carlo does moving forward, but a lot of red flags in this uh, Everton side at the moment. Yeah, there is. And I'm going to throw this out here. I'm petitioning for Fabian Delph to get the next start. That's my man's. That's my boy. Need to see him back on the pitch. I think he is definitely better than shitty Gomesh and shitty Sigerson. Um, he should get some playing time, man. Let's get Fabian Delph back in there. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because no. Dude, he's nice. He's I nice, mean, dude. He's nice. Give him a shot. Give him a shot. Yeah, like. He's part of one of the best teams. The sixth best, best team by some estimates in the last 20 years. He was an integral part of that team. Yeah, he he's also thirty, and hasn't played meaningful uh, soccer in a in a bit. So, Andres okay. Gomez is better than him, or Andre no. Gomez. No, I hate him. Uh, Bernard's also better than him, and uh, yeah. Bernard should probably start next game if you're looking for a replacement. I think, and then keep the other the other three new signings in there. And uh, okay. I did. I was on record earlier on one of the other podcasts saying they should start Alex Awobi. And after one start, uh, I couldn't have been more wrong. Non-factor. <laughs> Non-factor. I hope he yeah. proves me right. But I, that was just atrocious. It was. It was. He, I feel like he's just better as a substitute, you know. Fresh yeah. legs. Everybody's tired. You know, he can create a little bit and dribble around. Yeah. Next game on the weekend, got this one wrong, unfortunately. Fuck you, Jacob Murphy. And fuck you, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Like, big fuck you guys. Uh, Raul Jimenez, after Wolves literally attacked these guys for the whole game. They just attacked them the whole game. Newcastle was playing for a no-no. Wolves had 63% possession, shot 16 shots, three on cage. Um, And, you know, Raul Jimenez had a really nice goal in the 80th minute to what I thought was the winner. And um, they couldn't hold it on. They could not hold on to it. So they only come away with one point. Newcastle and Steve Bruce's men somehow have eight points from six games. What? (laughs) What? Like, I... They're level with Man City and a point above United... I don't know how it's happening, but it's happening. Wolves should have got three points, but the Newcastle steals it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just Wolves is probably the most fake good team in the Premier League. I mean, they love to show up against people who no one thinks they have a chance against, and they love to put up stinkers 
against people they should absolutely demolish. They, uh, they remind me of the Colts. And yeah. that's never a good thing to be compared to the Indianapolis <laughs> Colts. Uh, so they got to pick it up. Relly Menez did get his stat. Um, but what does that matter when you're dropping points to a team that should be fighting relegation? Uh, just good for Newcastle. Fought hard, fought well. Got a point uh, more than they probably would have expected coming in. Wolves has to shake their head and be be kicking themselves because this is a game that they should have won 3-4-0, 3-4-1. But it's, it's not the way the cookie crumbled. And uh, they should they should look back and think on this. Yeah, yeah, they definitely should look back, think on this. How did we only draw 1-1? How could we not hold a, a goal lead against Newcastle for 10 yeah. minutes? Yeah, Shameful. how could you only score one in 90? Like, just terrible. Questions with no answers. Mm-mm. Next game on the weekend. We absolutely sniped this one. Arsenal zero, Leicester City one, plus 300 odds. Bang, bang. Um, thanks, Jamie Vardy. Chat shit, get banged. Scored in the 80th minute. Arsenal, you guys suck. Um, you're not good. You controlled the ball. You took more shots. You had more shots on cage. But what did that amount to in terms of big chances? Absolutely nothing. Um Gabrielle, new signing, had a pretty bad game, to be honest. Um, He only completed 80% of passes, and he just kind of, you know, he's a ball watcher. He doesn't do much. Um, Arsenal stink. They're bad. Um, Good shit, Lester. What do you think? Yeah, good job, Lester. Arsenal, you're a joke. Of a club, just an absolute joke. Don't show up on Sunday because it'll be a better result for you if you just forfeit. But uh, mm-hmm. just yeah, Thomas Party was not at his own party. Could not show up for the full debut. Um, again, Danny Ceballos, in my opinion, best Arsenal player on the field. Um, and they just they didn't have an answer for Vardy when he came on. I mean, this guy is one of the most big game players in Premier League history. But you put him up against a big team, he's he's easy money to get a goal, to nip one at any moment. And that's exactly what Lester needed him to do. That is exactly what the 33-year-old came and did. So um, good job, Lester. Point well-deserved. Arsenal, you're terrible. Terrible. Yeah, um, Arsenal sucks. Leicester won us some good money. Um, that is all. Uh, next game on the weekend, Brighton and Hove Albion won. West Brom won. Jesus Christ, Brighton. What is wrong with y'all? You got an own goal in the 40th minute, and then you were going at them for most of the game, but... So there were little portions here and there, not big stretches, but, you know, five, 10 minute spells where West Brom got on the front foot. They looked like they were going to be menacing, but Brighton, you know, weathered the storm for the most part, but then Carlin Grant equalized in the 83rd Potter, silky seagulls looking like Potter, shitty seagulls. Um, 
this is three points they should have picked up. Uh, it looks like Brighton is the same old Brighton. All that, all those names. What are they really doing? Uh, I don't know. It, it's it was a disappointing day. What you think? Yeah, uh, just good day for uh, West Brom. Bad day for Brighton. I mean, again, this is a team that we thought was going to be mid-table, upper mid-table Brighton, but just didn't show up today. Neil Maupai um, has one good game against Arsenal post-lockdown and then thinks he can be a diva, not do any of the hard work. Um, bad performance from him. Lampetti, after starting the season very strong, another eh performance from him. But, you know, good for uh, good for West Brom being able to uh, face the adversity of an own goal and come back and get a point from this game. So that's – you got to love those signs. Um, and I think this is a game they can look at moving forward. Slavin has to be happy with his men where uh, Graham should be kind of disappointed. I mean, definitely a game Brighton should have got three points from, I think. Yeah. Definitely should have got three points in this game. <sighs> Disappointing. Disappointing. Next game on the weekend, Burnley zero, Spurs one. The Spurs came marching in. Not really, though, because it was 0-0 until the 76th minute when Hyung-Ming Son, assisted by who else? Harry Kane, slots one home. And that's all they needed on the day. That's all you know. they really would need on the day. They controlled possession, but Brighton, uh, Burnley played well on the counter. Uh, they created a decent amount of shots, had a big chance in there. So, you know, uh, they played all right, you know, to keep it 0-0 till so late in the game. But Spurs gets a good three points at the end of the day. Yeah, three points um, deserved, I think, as well. Uh, good um, – I think there were good uh, – what's it called? Some good subs by Mourinho. Very tactical. He showed uh, why he's a good manager in this one. I think his substitutes came on and did something positive for Spurs. Um, yeah, and just Harry Kane and Son, they're a duo right now that cannot be stopped in the sense of the word. Harry Kane, I think he's a striker, goes out, gets four assists, does whatever he wants passing the ball. And the winger, Son, just scores goals for fun. Uh, but... Yeah, good job for Spurs. Hard-fought game. They needed three points. They got three points. Uh, but don't take anything away from Burnley. I think this is one of the better games they did play this season. Uh, they haven't looked the best, but if this is anything to build off of for them, I think they got a pretty solid base. And uh, they should be not confident, but they shouldn't be demoralized going forward and hopefully look to build off this. Yeah, yeah, they almost got another point. Played well at the end of the day against a much better team. Everybody knew that. Yeah. But that does it for the Premier League last weekend. We did all right. Uh, I think we hit about half, maybe a little more than half. Let me see. You got Spurs, Miss Brighton, got Leicester, fucking Wolves, fuck Everton. Got Leeds, we split that. And Fuck City, Crystal Palace. Yeah, half the games, 50-50, but 
Lester's win put us over. So decent, decent weekend, you know, decent weekend. Mm-hmm. All right. Now moving on to the creme de la creme, the Champions League. Where do you want to start? Uh, yeah, let's start with the uh, let's start with the English teams this week. I think the first English team that played happened to be Manchester City against Olympique Marseille, and uh, City showed their class in this one, winning three uh, nil. Absolutely dominated this game. Sixty five percent possession, eight shots, four on target, three goals, three big chances. So. Another um, very city esque pat or city esque outing, especially with the passing percentage over seven hundred and fifty passes at ninety two percent. Pet ball at its finest. Uh, what are your takes on this one? Yeah, we fucked them up. Um, here's the thing, though. I'm not saying like I have a future in like Premier League management, like uh, Man City's management, but but. In my career mode, I I did turn Ferran Torres into a striker, and that's where he played uh, in this game. I think he looked good there. Um, I think we should give him more run there when Aguero needs rest. He can actually finish his chances, unlike Raheem, who, in this game, to be fair, did grab a goal, probably besides Kevin, was our best player on the pitch. Uh, All-round domination. And uh, good, good three points, but an expected three points at the end of the day. You know, it's Farmers League team. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree with that. Three points City, City should have got, and City did get. On to the next English team that played. A little bit more of an iffy game for these gentlemen. I don't care what the stats say. Uh, Liverpool, 2-0 to uh, Michelin. And uh, the stats say they did dominate although the worst part of the night losing Fabinho after 30 minutes to an injury that already depleted Liverpool backline and already leaky Liverpool defense has gotten more depleted, more leaky, and it does not look like it's going to stop any time soon. With that being said, they did win two, nothing against a team that they should have beat six, nothing. So uh, all things considered, Got to be happy if you're Michelin, in my opinion, and uh, you got to be very disappointed if uh, you're Liverpool. What do you think? Uh, yeah, you know, Michelin played a decent game, gave him a good fight, uh, but Liverpool was able to get the three points in the end. And uh, when both of your starting center backs go down, I feel like that's all that matters at the end of the day. But um, just want to talk about this kid. I, I, I like him, Reese Williams. Um, I've watched him play in their cup ties. I think he's all right. Um, he'll he'll do well as a fill-in if Joe Gomez can can step up and be a leader next to him. I think. But um, looking forward, though, you know maybe Virgil doesn't come back all the way, or maybe you know this this cuts his career short slightly. Uh, Reese Williams is six foot six, and he's nineteen. He's currently like he's like a toothpick. Imagine he puts some weight on that frame. He, the kid would be a monster. I don't know. Uh, I feel like that's a name to watch. Six foot six. Like that's, that's wild. That's, yeah. that's wild. He's pretty good with the ball at his feet. You know, he, he at least attempts to play the passes that Virgil was playing for them. So I mm-hmm. think the threat of that is good to have, I guess. But, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, definitely a big body coming on the pitch. And if he can get his passing range down, like you were talking about, uh, maybe maybe him and Van Dyke could be a very good back line in the future. Maybe he steps in for Van Dyke. If Van Dyke, like you were saying, does not come back 100%. On the Michelin side of things, another very strong performance from the Swede-American dual national Jens Kajuste. Uh, solid outing from the midfielder, 81-minute shift. Didn't pass all that well, but won seven out of ten ground duels and uh, committed two fouls. So strong defensive showing for him. Uh, still very young, still <clears throat> still only 21 years of age. So uh name to watch on the American front. Good to see him getting matches against good competition. Can we get him? Huh? Will we get him? Can Will we get, we get him? him? If Greg calls him into camp this November, which is two weeks away, I think we got a shot. I think he'll take it in a heartbeat. I think uh, I think he's one we do need to get because he's good competition for Tyler Adams. Him and Weston McKinney in the midfield would be an absolute machine of a midfield. Yeah, uh, so we'll see. It's good to see Americans starting or possible Americans starting in the uh, Champions, Champions League. Um. Next game on the dock is Chelsea against FC Krasnodar. Uh, yeah, 4-0 Chelsea. Uh, another American Christian, Captain America Pulisic on the score sheet. Absolute Zick, animal. Werner Adoy. Uh, what are your takes on this outside of Christian Pulisic being the best Chelsea player? You can still say it if you want, though. Um, yeah, just want to emphasize Christian Pulisic is an absolute animal, comes onto the pitch in the 70th first and draws a penalty handball five minutes later. And then he scores in the 90th minute. Um, this is a game that Chelsea should have dominated. They did dominate, fucked them up. Good four nil, you know, nothing to see here. Really. It, it was expected, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just uh, utter domination of what you'd expect from this Chelsea team. Even uh, Werner got a goal or two, or a goal and an assist, so good for him. He needed that. His confidence had to be low with the way he was playing terribly. So, um, yeah, good for Chelsea. Solid outing. And then on to the final English team in the Champions League, Manchester United 5, those Bavarian energy jinx, Red Bull Leipzig, Zero. Uh, Marcus Rashford, MBE. This guy is going to be prime minister one day. Hat trick as a sub coming on in the, uh, what was it? 60th minute, 63rd minute, and absolutely fired this United team in. Him, Bruno Fernandez off the bench. Uh, United just looks better than Leipzig on this day. Um, that midfield, Fred, I got a, amazing amazing game one of the better ones he's played in a united uniform loves a big ucl game uh him paul pogba matic donny great starting midfield just got it done today De Gea with another couple of really good saves and aaron juan basaka post sex scandal aaron juan basaka is undoubtedly the best right back in the world Anyone else, come outside. We're here to talk. It's Aaron Wambasaka's world. It's his role. It's his position. Who is Trent Alexander-Arnold? I don't know who no. that is. Who is he? 
No idea. No idea. He's probably some delivery driver up in, uh, up in Mary's side, but yeah. Uh, domination by United. Good to see Martial get off the, uh, off the Schneid Greenwood, beautiful finish with his first champions league shot. So, uh, yeah, just outclassed this very good Leipzig team. What do you think? Yeah. Beautiful goal by Mason Greenwood and a really nice assist by Paul Pogba. Nice run, show the strength, beautiful pass. Mason Greenwood just slots at home, barely any power on it. It was amazing. Uh, Marcus Rashford, what a man. He's just, he's an animal. Uh, Gave Anthony Martial the penalty to get him on the score sheet. Uh, Wow. Wow. And then he gets the hat trick anyway. Wow. What utter domination by Man United after... Rashford came on, but I think before he came on, um, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Leipzig, I think, controlled the game before that. Um, you guys had the goal, yes, but uh, Leipzig, you know, they had more possession. I feel like they were working the ball around nice. They're just missing Timo Werner a lot. They got to figure that that out up top, but I, I think the scoreline was a bit flattering, but that being said, Marcus Rashford is an absolute animal. Um, nothing but good things going forward for United and him. You got you to gotta really build the team around that kid, not waste him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the team's already here. Treble loading. Um, uh, and it's not recency bias. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, on to some of the crazier games of this past, uh, this past week, right? What happened? Uh, oh, yeah. Real Madrid happened. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, they suck, basically, in the Champions League now, you know. Give them a Clasico, they'll pick up three points. But put them in a group with Inter, Gladbach, and the Ukrainian-Brazilian retired national team and Shakhtar. Um, you're looking at them at the bottom of the group. The Galacticos yeah. not looking so Galactico. What you think? Not, not at all. I mean, it took two very late goals and honestly just meltdown by Gladbach in the final five minutes to yeah. even allow Madrid to get a point from this game because Gladbach on the attack was clinical. Uh, they took their chances and they took them very well. And uh, it made Madrid pay, but that's uh, the game, unfortunately, is 90 minutes, not 85 so they kind of paid for falling asleep a little bit at the end, but Madrid has to be worried with this. I mean, they got to be happy. They got out of there with the point, but I would not be happy about where they are. If I'm a Madrid fan, if I'm that bald French fraud, Zinedine Zidane, or uh, yeah, if I'm any of those players. And also another thing to point out, there was some infighting as reported. Mm-hmm. Green Benzema told Ferland Mendy not to pass Vinucius Jr. The ball. Vinny Jr. Ice him out, said Benzema. And Benzema did the same. Benzema did not pass to him once in the second half after passing to him three times in the first. So, got to see what that develops into. I'm looking forward to some juicy drama. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. That's never good to have your two, your two best attackers going at it like that. We're not going at it, but one of them losing faith in the other. 
Yeah, it's never good to see, especially like from one of the senior players on the team to someone so young. Yeah. Um, falling apart, absolute dumpster fire. Um, dude, David Silva, let's go win La Liga, bro. Let's do it. This is the year. Barcelona and Madrid are a shambles. Go grab it. It's a, it's a weird year. Why not us? Why not yeah. us? I'm, I'm adopting them, by the way. They're my La Liga team now. I'm now a Dodd fan. Um, Marcus Thurum, what, a, what an animal. What yeah. an absolute animal. French national team is absolutely loaded with talent. Let's get that boy an American passport. Um, oh, yeah. Tom, some, some playtime. He really is. Yeah. Uh, I don't uh, – another semi-interesting result – but uh, not really. We got Club Bruges versus Lazio, one-one. Yeah. Uh, you know, big point for Club Bruges here, and uh, Lazio after a big win against Dortmund had to be riding high going into this game, and they faltered. Um, Bruges controlled possession, uh, and more shots, more corners, more big chances than this Lazio side, and. Uh, uh, that's not good. That's not good for the Italians. And uh, I think they're going to definitely have to improve on this if they want to continue being where they are in the group, their top group tied on points ahead on goal difference. So, because uh, you know Dortmund's going to win the remainder of their games. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But interesting result and could very well swing the balance in uh, Group F of this year's Champions League. Yeah, yeah, very, very interesting result. Club Bruges, good point for them, you know. Lazio should be disappointed. Um, another kid I want to talk about, though, on Atletico Madrid, you know, Jesse March and the boys gave him a good fight, 3-2. But Joao Felix, what a guy. He is He is a fucking animal, man. And his winner that he scored, uh, he just flicks it up to himself, slots at home, like side netting to the right. It was absolutely amazing. He almost scored a bicycle kick, too. He is the truth, but not Paul Pierce. He's ass. Like, he is, like, the actual truth. Um, wow. Well, he, he – I can't wait for him to move and actually play some, play some good, good soccer, you know, get more chances. I, I wish Man City bought him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that terrorist Diego Simeone uh, – He's ruining his career, and uh, he's still doing well in spite of that terrible manager. Joao Joao Felix, more like Wow Felix. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but great day for him and for Atletico fighting off a very talented and tenacious Salzburg side. Uh, Yeah. I think that wraps it up for the UEFA Champions League 2020 2021 for this week um now next in the episode is drum roll now what is it what are we doing next i thought you were on the drum roll (laughs) Um, okay quick before we go on to something next um spurs suck you guys suck, dude. How did you lose that game? I honestly can't even believe that shit. Josie Mourinho on Instagram. Absolute shithousery. 
I hope everyone on the bus is as sad and disappointed as me. Training 11 a.m. Training 11 a.m. tomorrow? Is that the level of urgency we're at? <laughs> where you got to be in at 11 a.m.? Damn, I wish they had 11 a.m. I'll take training at 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah. That's God. nice, dude. I, I, how upset are you, Josie? Yeah, uh, he has to sleep it off. But yeah. Spurs going to Spurs, man. Yeah, I didn't know they played a... I didn't know they played matches on Thursday. Must be some second-rate competition that I've never heard of. Yeah, but, what uh, is playing a match on Thursday? <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I, I only know f- uh, weekends, Tuesday, Wednesday. But yeah, what I know, we're only in the play. Champions League. Yeah, that's what they do down in Manchester, or so they tell me. I don't know about <laughs> what these clubs in London do. Yeah, they draw Sevilla when they get in on Tuesdays. Act like a bunch of. Yeah. wannabes then uh, Spurs go draw some Belgian mechanics or lose to Belgian mechanics right crazy yeah they lost, yeah. They lost oh the wow leads. crazy crazy <sighs> alright but next thing in the episode we got something cool coming at you guys in the spirit of spooky season we are going to draft five aside teams of scary movie characters um and we're going to then debate whose would win and why um we each have not really looked at this going into it but we're going to give it a go being that i thought of the uh the thing you will get the first pick um we'll do goalkeeper defender midfielder and then three attackers right wait no two attackers yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So my first pick in that, um, I'm going to go a little bit of unorthodox here, but I'm going to pick uh, Jigsaw. Jigsaw. In net? In net. Excuse yes, me? I have reasoning for this. He always shows up out of nowhere when you least <laughs> expect it. You're going to be one on none, through on goal, and he's going to wheel himself out. And just stop your shot. Uh, very reliable, very creative. Maybe a midfielder now. The more I talk about it, but uh, we need that creativity, <laughs> creativity playing out of the back in goal. And uh, I think Jigsaw will be able to provide it with his elaborate plays. Um, I can't lie. I I really do not think that is a good pick at all. But whatever. Um. All right, my in net, I'm going to follow you. But I'm going to pick an absolute physical specimen, has two arms, a tail, and a tongue that can grab things. I'm talking about Alien. Alien is Uh, my goalkeeper. Um, Probably over 6'5". I don't know the actual metrics. Um, Faster than really most humans. Maybe Usain Bolt can give it a run for the money. Sweeper keeper. Um, I feel like having that tail would allow it to play nice passes out of the back. And uh, that that's where I'm building my team from. Alien and net. I like it. I like it. Uh, more traditional pick than mine. But, uh, you know, thinking inside the box never got anyone anywhere. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, next, we got defenders. My first defender <laughs> off the board is going to be the shark from Jaws. <laughs> Yo, what? 
The shark from Jaws. Um, How is it going to play? He's aggressive. He is tenacious. He will not stop. You literally need to blow this man up to get him off the pitch. Oh, my and, God. Uh, We'll work out how he's going to play, but he's also a big body that can defend the header. Um, <laughs> sneaky, too. You never know where he is, and boom, right up on you. Uh, and he's ruthless. Killer instincts. Uh, you know, if he has to go up and attack, he's going to poach it, put it away, eat it up. So, um, yeah, he is my uh, center back numero uno. Wow. That is I, – I really don't understand that pick at all. Um, how is he going to play? Is there water on this pitch? Are we playing on a very, are we playing on a rainy night in Stoke? Is that where this game is going down? Well, yeah, that's, that's right. where all, 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 right. all time games should be going down. Fair play then. Fair play. I understand the pig. I, I like it really big body. Uh, you know, I can't compete with that, you know, um, uh, at the back, you know, you may question his movement, but you can't question his physical ability. You can question his decision-making and temperament on the ball, but you can't question that he's an EPS, elite physical specimen. Talking about Frankenstein. He's playing in my back line. Um, he may lumber around the, around the pitch, but nobody can win you a header like Frankie can. Um, he's strong, um, injury-proof. He'll play with one leg, I promise you. Um, and... His, his only weakness is fire. And since we're playing in a rainy night in Stoke, uh, I think that gives me him a good advantage. And he's got the things on his neck. So maybe there's lightning. He gets a nice supercharge, goes up the pitch, makes a run or two. Kurt Zuma adventure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Solid. Very solid pick. Uh, my partnering center back is going to be someone along the same lines, uh, not very mobile, but uh, – He'll do a job. If Mike Myers, he only walks, but let me tell you something. I have never seen a more calm presence in the face of adversity than this guy. Um, Cool. Cool as the other side of the pillow. Cool as a cucumber. Wouldn't melt an ice cream cone if he held it. I mean, this guy is ice cold, no feelings, no heart, no worries. He, uh, him and jaws are going to, Sure up this back line and protect my undersized keeper in jigsaw. Oh, so, so you're, you're going defensive with your lineup, are you? I am. I am. All right. All right. I like it. I, like, I wonder who you're going to put up top. This is, this is interesting. <laughs> this is interesting. I don't know. All right. Um, oh. Next. Curveball. Curveball. Uh oh. Playing in my number 10 role, I'm going to have to go with the bitch from Grudge. She's my attacking midfielder. <laughs> Absolute unique movement on the ball. She can bend over backwards to play passes. Um, she makes a very creepy noise, which I feel like could confuse people on the pitch. And um, she's a fucking ghost. So can she face through people? Can she even play on the pitch? I don't know, but I like what she brings to the table. I'm deathly afraid of that movie, and I feel like she will come in my room tonight if I don't put her on this team. So, lady from The Grudge, she's my 10. All right, not bad, not bad. Uh, I'm going to go with my 
my number eight slash six. Uh, I'm going to pick this guy because he's athletic. He's big. He's strong. He's uh, very, very creative, fun guy in the locker room. going to go with Pennywise the Clown. Uh, you know, he's a real good locker room character, brightens up the mood. But uh, he's no nonsense. When he, when he turns it on, there's, there's not many scarier to come up against in the game. And uh, just absolute commanding presence. He will, uh, he will torture the other team's children if they lose. So extra incentive there. Pennywise, welcome to the team. Yeah, and he can really dance around with the ball. Oh, team. yeah, he's skillful. He, he is the evil Paul Pogba. Yes, yes. His his fluidity in his hips. Wow, that, I think that's your best pick yet. Pennywise the Clown is a really good one. Not going to lie. I was looking at him for my next pick, so fuck you for that. You're welcome. Um, but, but you're never a great manager if you don't have a backup plan. And I do have a backup plan. For my number eight, you know, carry the ball up and down the pitch, linking Frankenstein to the lady from the grudge. I'm going to have... The werewolf from Harry Potter 3. He's scary as fuck. <laughs> he's scary <laughs> as fuck. And he is an absolute beast, dude. The, the He's got traps for days, biceps for weeks. He can run probably upwards of 50 miles per hour. Um, maybe he's a little, you know, loosey-goosey in the head. But that's. I feel like, you know, my team is a bunch of risk takers. You know, we might have some flying tempers on the field. It could be a red card here or there. But I, I want a bunch of a bunch of bastards on my team. So I'm going with the werewolf from Harry Potter three. All right. All right. Uh, not, not bad. Not bad. Uh, I'm torn for my next pick. This is going to be my creative midfielder. We're packing it in. Like you said, uh, <sighs> You know, I'm going to go with Chucky. I'm going to go with Chucky. 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 Uh, we're a little undersized to this team, but uh, creativity, speed, he can run around. He's a menace. Um, just he has low center of gravity. His balance is going to be incredible. Uh, just you're not going to be able to get the ball off of this guy with his quick movements. And, um, He's he's a child at heart. That's he likes to have fun. He wants to play. He says it over and over. <laughs> he wants to play, and uh, I'm going to give him that opportunity. So uh, Chucky in the number ten shirt for my squad. It was a tough pick. It was a very tough pick. Yeah, no no out and out nine for you. Uh, the oh we don't get another player. That's your fifth, bro. Does a goalie count as five? Did it? Or, or is it five on the outside? I don't All right, know. Five on the outside. No, nah, yeah, six aside. aside. Five, six, <laughs> whatever. Goalies aren't really people at the end of the day, so I like that. <laughs> Alright. Um, so I'm gonna give Frankenstein some help with my next pick, knowing that. Um, and I feel like this is crazy that this guy's still on the board, but I'm taking him for my center back partner. Jason, um, he keeps coming back. He keeps coming back. You think he's down and out. You think you finally killed this motherfucker. Next thing you know, you're back at sleepaway camp. It's the 80s, and he's there. Um, I feel like he, him and Frankenstein are going to be a really solid partnership, and um, 
you know, if if they do allow the odd bong ball over the top that they can't keep the pace up with, I think Alien is more than quick enough to deal with uh, with any with any cleanups he needs to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a solid pick, very solid pick. Um, my out and out number nine, another tough choice with this one, but um, as as a former athlete myself. I know the importance of getting into people's headspace, owning that headspace, oh. and absolutely running it. So I'm going to do the guy who can literally go in your head and change your dreams and terrify you from the inside out. Next thing you know, you're going to be dozing off on the back line. He's going to be in your head. Boom. Three seconds pass. Blink of a flash. Blink of an eye. Snap of a finger. It's in the back of the net. Give me Freddie Kruger, the killer instinct is something that you do not teach. It's just something you have. And by God, does this boy have it? Uh, just like I said, headspace controls an all time high. Uh, I'd be hard pressed to find another one who has even half of what he can do. Uh, just, yeah, he is a, he's my out and out nine. I'm looking for him to score many types of goals and win the psychological warfare aspect for this one. Yeah. Um, see, I was I was looking at Freddy Krueger early. I was looking at him early in the in the board. And my thing is, I, I again, like I I just don't see how this how how his powers translate. Because I'll be damned if my team is falling asleep on the pitch. I will be I will be goddamned if if my if my team falls asleep on the pitch. I'll tell you. But um, nonetheless, yeah. iconic iconic scary movie character and. Um, would be remiss not to be on a team. So I like the pick. Um, and he, he does have the killer instinct for sure. That he does. But, but my number nine also has the killer instinct. And he is as clinical as they come. He calls you on the phone. You look out the window. You don't see nothing. Calls you again. You, you think you can get away. You can't. Boom. He's inside the house. Stab, stab, stab. Ghostface. I'm taking Ghostface from Scream. He is my number nine. Absolutely clinical finisher. No one like him. Um, he keeps coming back. Again, you know, I feel like uh, consistency, hard work. That's the the motto of all my of all my players. Um, they're all highly resilient. And uh, Ghostface is the clinical finisher, killer instinct, like you said, that we need at the top of my team. Yeah, I agree. He was the one who I was uh, torn on once again. Just that absolute killer instinct from the lad. Uh, so, yeah, I think all in all, solid teams. Uh, not many notable omissions, I would say. Uh, you didn't make the cut. Oh, well, stick to your day job. Uh, yeah. but hey, Be scarier. Be, yeah, be, be more be physically scared. intimidating. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, um yeah, Halloween special. Halloween special. Um, I'm just gonna put this out there. I think my team absolutely demolishes yours. I think your goalkeeper is what is really gonna fuck you. Your your team is solid, but then you have you have Saul in that, who is either a puppet or an old man. And I feel like either way, yeah, you make good points about him popping up when you least expect it, but uh you're, yeah, it's, I feel like that, that's the downfall the of your team, man. That's the downfall of your team. Listen, if he has to make saves, then my team isn't playing the way 
that I want them to play. So, um, you know, he's going to get on his bike and he's going to get back and, and goalkeep. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, all right. We'll see. All right. Um, anything else on the, oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta pick the games this weekend. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Um, there's one game that's about to kick off right now to cap off the show. We're going to tell you what we think this weekend. Um, interesting weekend, the games, this first game, I'm just going to put this out here right now. I think it's a draw, but I have no idea. Wolves home to palace, um, kicks off at four o'clock. Lineups out. Uh, Jimenez, Podens, Neto starting. Tomato, Ryan. I no, who is this? I don't know who that is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. This, All right. uh, we'll Maybe see. A debut. I think it's a debut. Nineteen years old. Wow. Uh, good luck, Young. dude. You got it. Um, Palace with their typical setup, but Shwaya gets a start this week. Yeah, I think this is a draw. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see a draw. I think Lester's going to pull it out. Uh, I it's think Wolves if Palace. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh. <laughs> uh, wrong, wrong, uh, wrong animal. I was thinking of foxes, not wolves. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. Uh, wolves, will, I think, will pull it out. I think uh, they'll be able to score, and then Palace from a losing position is not ideal. So. I think uh, Wolves can win this game. All right, you got Wolves. I got the draw. Um, next game on the weekend, Sheffield United at home to Manchester City. Uh, we're going to fuck them up. Um, City money line, if you're scared. But let me just check the spread real quick. It's at... Minus two. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, just City money line. Maybe City and over at one and a half. But I don't really – I feel like it could be two zero two one, But I don't, I don't know if we're going to cover minus two goals. Yeah. Um, City should win if they don't win. Ha. Huh. But, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, City should win um, without – question they could probably play a b team and still come out of here with three points so yeah city by a city by a mile yeah <laughs> next game on the weekend Burnley at home to chelsea um i got chelsea in this one i feel like it's kind of a no-brainer um Burnley haven't looked the best chelsea are improving by the looks of it so i, I like chelsea uh, so, uh, I'm actually, mm, I'm leaning draw. I'm leaning draw. Uh, I believe that Chelsea again are going to come out with not an as defensive team, but a more solid defensive team than we've seen against these bad teams. And we all know Burnley is just going to Burnley. So, I wouldn't be surprised at something like 1-1. Uh, but I, then again, I also wouldn't be surprised at something like 5-0. But uh, yeah. I'm, going, I'm going to draw on this. Yeah, hopefully, you know, Christian Pulisic continues his hot streak, gets another goal. That'd be good to see, you know? Yeah. Next team on the weekend, 
Liverpool at home to West Ham United. Um, this one, you know, it's tough. And I, I'm going to, I think I'm going to ride with, with West Ham. Their spread, their spread is plus one at plus 220. Um, I like that a lot. I think, he, I think they might even, you know, get something from this game. But if they don't, I don't think it's a, it's a blowout. I think they keep it definitely within one goal, at least. Uh, yeah, I definitely don't see a blowout. Uh, hmm. I, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards another draw here. Uh, but everything, every fiber in my body that hates Liverpool is saying West Ham will win. But I don't want to say that, so I'm going to say draw. Uh, but, yeah, this is going to be a low-scoring affair, I think. Yeah, I can see that. West Ham isn't really going to try and go at Liverpool despite their, you know, they're going to play long balls over the top, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's what everybody does now. Um, next game on the weekend, Aston Villa at home to Southampton. Um, you know, Southampton has found a bit of form recently. Um, they got 10 points to Villa's 12. Um Villa just lost kind of embarrassingly to Leeds over the weekend. Um, I think I think I'm going to go over two and a half goals in this game. I'm not going to pick a winner because I could see both teams winning, but um, I I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like both teams going to score. Someone might get the winner, but I like over two and a half. Um. I like Villa on this one. I think uh, Southampton is on the up and up, but this is a good bounce back game for Villa and Jack Grealish in particular. Um, you know, I think this is their game to win. I think that that Leeds game was just a little blip, as I said earlier. So I don't think it's going to be high scoring or anything, but uh, I can definitely see a comfortable Villa win in this one. Yeah, Villa, I, f- I feel like, yeah, Villa's probably the better team. But you never know with Danny Inks. Never, never know. know. Next game on the weekend, we got Newcastle at home to Everton. Um, Everton did not look the best in their last game. And the Newcastle double chance is at minus 145. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to take the Newcastle double chance. I think Everton drops points here again. Maybe they get the draw. But, you know, Newcastle should look at this game like, all right, you know, like this is something that we can maybe, you know, try and get something from given all the players that they're going to be missing. Yeah, I agree. I actually think Newcastle will win this game. Um, Not a knock on Everton, just a knock on the knocks that they have. Uh, I really hope they don't play Hamas in this one. I do think he needs to rest up. And the more that Ancelotti plays him on a bum leg, the worse that bum leg is going to get. And um, is there a better team coming up in their schedule to rest uh, to rest Hamas against? Probably not because they have United right after Newcastle in the league. So, you know, maybe you want to rest him for a week and see – if he gets better for that more important uh, clash. But I think, uh, I do think he will do that. And I do think Newcastle 
honestly, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think Newcastle lose. I don't. I can't see them losing, but I could see them drawing or winning. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's not really a knock on Everton, like you said. It's just you know they're missing some players, and Newcastle, you know, they're they're showing that you know they might be shit, but they get they get results here and there. So you know this should be something they're looking nice at. Mm-hmm. Um, next game on the weekend. I'm excited for it. You're excited for it. We're all excited for it. It's Manchester United at home to Arsenal. Who do you have in this one? United five, Arsenal two, uh, Bruno Fernandez penalty. And that's not a prediction. That is a statement. And uh, yeah, Arsenal is going to look completely outclassed in this one. I don't think they have a snowball's chance in hell to walk out of here with a point. Yeah, no, I really don't think they have a chance either. Um, I, I I think you guys keep a clean sheet and you absolutely dominate them. Um, I think it's, you know, I think Arsenal is going to look real shitty. Ollie Ball is in full effect. I'm taking United on it, but... That's not very good. <laughs> but FanDuel also has something called a same-game parlay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out here. It's a shout. It's a shout. Gonna put like ten bucks on it or something, but ten wins like three fifty. We got Man United money line, minus one spread, Marcus and Bruno to score. Over two and a half goals. And for both teams not to score. That's what I'm gonna put on this game. So basically, you guys win three zero or better, and Marcus and Bruno score. But wouldn't both teams not to score mean if only they... United scores? Oh, oh. I think you oh, guys okay. keep a clean sheet. And okay, you yeah. Okay, yeah. that's okay. my that's that's what I'm going with. Uh, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. You definitely see Arsenal not scoring a goal, given that um, their best player, Aubameyang, will be on the best right back in the world. So. Yeah. That'll be a good matchup to watch, though. Nah, Wambasaka is gonna go to the locker room. You know, <laughs> empty Wambasaka out his pockets, put his phone and keys back in. You know, <sighs> gosh, gosh. Um, Arsenal stink. Next game on the weekend, Tottenham at home to Brighton and Hove Albion. Um, I got Tottenham in this one. Josie said the boys were waking up bright and early at eleven a.m. for training, so. I think it's going to pay off. They're going to be looking for points in this one. I don't think Brighton's very good. Um, I think Tottenham might even fuck them up. Might be might get ugly because I, I feel like they're coming at this one with with all their focus. Three points for Tottenham. Uh, maybe like a two nil, three nil, something like that. Three one. What do you think? Uh, I actually see a draw in this one. Um, not because I don't think Tottenham's a good team. They're just Spurs. And I have just a feeling that this is one of those Mourinho mini crises on their hands. I feel like they're going to blow another lead in this one, whether they're up 2-1 or they're up 1-0. I do think that uh, Brighton are going to nick a late one and Tottenham are going to walk out with yet more drop points. Uh, so I see a draw. Spurs going to Spurs at the end of the day. So yeah. What are you going to do? Exactly. Um, 
Next game on the weekend. Fulham at home to West Bromwich Albion. 17th versus 20th. This game could prove to be decisive in the battle for who's going to stay up. I think neither of these teams stay up. But <laughs> let's see if somebody can win the game. Let's see. Um, West Brom has three points from three draws. Fulham has one point from one draw. Um, I like over two and a half goals. There's no shot you're going to catch me putting any money on either of these teams ever. Fuck that. So over two and a half goals for me because I think both these guys are leaky in the back. Yeah, uh, I see a uh, I see a West Brom win here. Um, just this is the matchup of the century. However, so yeah, this is can't miss TV. I mean, pay per view. I'd pay twice to watch this game. You so, play for thirty quid. Thirty, 30 quid. 30 great British pounds, $30 or pounds of the queen's finest silver. And uh, no, but yeah, this is going to be absolutely terrible. Um, And I do think West Brom win because they are more willing to get forward than Fulham. And they're, I think they do have the better creators in the side. And uh, Mitrovic has been in what I would call terrible form. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I could see it. I, I probably would lean West Brom. But, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm not betting either of these teams. Fuck that. Um, next game on the weekend. Leeds at home to Leicester City. This is a big matchup for Leeds. Um they were able to get a point off City when they played them. This is another big club that they're going to be taking on. Um, oof. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go with Leicester in this one, though. I feel like the way Leicester plays is going to give Leeds some problems. Um, I think they're going to be open on the break. And... Um, yeah, I, I just yeah, I, I don't think this this goes well for Leeds. I think Leicester pick up three points here. Yeah, uh this is one that I kinda don't want to pick uh either of the two teams. And not to say they're both bad like the Fulham West Brom game. Actually quite the opposite. I think this is probably on paper the most evenly matched game we've had in a week or two. I mean, these two teams are going to be fighting for the same spot in the table, I think. So, uh, and I think it'll be a great test for both of them. Good game. Leeds plays the way they play, plays right into Leicester's hands. Uh, and it'll just be if Vardy can have a party on the break and, or if Leeds can suffocate them with the nonstop running and get a couple goals. But good game. Should be a really good game to watch, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to pick a winner, but if I had to, <sighs> Lester, Lester Vardy's just Vardy's just too good in important games. Yeah, it, this is definitely a must-watch game, though. You know, Leeds is always good TV. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like Vardy's going to score. You know, get him the win. Yeah, very solid game to end a weekend on. 
Yeah, yeah, saving the best for last. All right, anything else? Uh, yes, before we uh, sign out here and say goodbye, I just wanted to say uh, rest in peace to Norbert Peter Stiles, MBE, former Manchester United and England full international. The defensive midfielder was a part of the first Manchester United European Cup side and was a part of England's historic 1966 World Cup run. Uh, rest in peace, Nobby Style or Nobby Stills, uh, the toothless tiger, died today, age 78, and uh, gone but not forgotten. Rest in peace. That does it for us at the We Call It Soccer show. Thanks for tuning in as always. Thanks for your listens. Um, Let's have a good weekend this week, and we'll catch you guys next week with more Champions League, more Premier League stuff. And if you would like, DM us and tell us who you think would win our five-a-side draft. I think mine was much better. Um, I think mine was much better. Yeah, but, you know, you, you picked so fucking that, let, dude. Like, let that's, me, that's let me rephrase that. I know mine's better. Um, <laughs> like I said, people who don't think outside of the box get nothing done. So... Alien is just it was a no bra- uh, dude whatever man uh, whatever. what have you you've seen the galaxy the phone commercial like that crazy phone commercial where they assemble the best team on earth to face the aliens and who won humans beat aliens you're you telling have a shark me that, on your fucking team you have a shark all right if you saw a shark in the water you're gonna jump in you saw a great white swim below you're gonna jump in oh my god it's a rainy night in stoke are, it's different you, i might go you, up and poke him i might go up and poke the, the guy Answer this. Are you going to dive next to a shark? Are you going to dive right in next to a shark? Yes or no? If I got alien with me, sure. No, 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 no. I'll go in a battle with... No, no, no. I'll go in a battle with my man's alien. No, it's... Frankenstein. The the answer is you wouldn't. And Jaws is willing to dive into everything. The bitch from the grudge. No, it's over. The bitch from the grudge. We're forgetting the fact that he could literally eat everyone. Fair play, fair play. But that's it's a red over. card. That's a red card. Not if he eats the ref first. It's, there's, they're monsters. Oh, like, my God. The ref if they, if he eats the ref first, if the ref, the, ref, is, the ref is going to be Patrick Bates. You guys are just a bunch of thugs. You guys so, are just a bunch of thugs. So? It doesn't matter. Uh, players I play can't. to play. Not I play can't. to uh, please others. I can't. I can't. All right. I'll catch you, bud. All right. Peace. Gotta hit the blunt to make me focus. Lyrics flowing out like hocus pocus.